Hey everyone, I know you were expecting our Patch Adams episode this week. Uh, however, Anna got busy, so we have to postpone that to next week. So I guess Patch Adams will be our Thanksgiving special. Uh, I guess you could say it's the opposite of a Thanksgiving gift because you have to watch Patch Adams to enjoy it. But instead of just not going a week without an episode, we can't do that. We are releasing our Troll 2 episode again. This will be the third time we've released it. Nothing's different. So enjoy that, and we will be back with a brand new, regularly scheduled in conclusion, talking about Patch Adams next week. Conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that has ever and will ever talk about a bad movie. That's right. No other podcast in the history of podcasts has ever talked about a movie that some people consider bad. True. No I one. am Dan O'Keefe, and that woman that you just heard talking, that is Anna Otto, as always. How are you, Anna? Dan, I'm better now that I've forced you to watch this film. <laughs> yeah, I'm worse. Good. I'm much worse. Gage threatened uh, to take back his Patreon subscription. I said no. <laughs> hey, I, I would tell him to do it, but we need that sweet $10 that he basically gives to you indirectly yes through our patreon <laughs> true uh speaking of patreon if you want to support the show and make us watch other terrible movies you can do so at patreon.com slash in conclusion uh and this episode of in conclusion it's a very special episode of in conclusion it is because anna and i both did heroin before recording and we're oh god heroin is bad <laughs> i've been watching kind of related but not really i've been watching um a documentary series about people struggling with heroin addiction and it's actually i mean like not that i expected it to be anything else but it's very sad oh i thought it would be all my, sunshine and rainbows my debbie downer comment of the day i also lost the back to my earring it's not really important but i'm like crap because i'm gonna step on it later and it's gonna really hurt but anyway speaking of really hurting the movie that we're talking about today <laughs> in the first installment of the series that we're calling bad movie night uh, we are talking about troll 2 technically the sequel to the film troll don't even get me started don't even get me uh, started. It is a direct-to-video 1990 supernatural, in quotes, comedy horror film directed by Claudio Fragasso under the pseudonym Drake Floyd. Yeah. Produced by Brenda Norris, Joe D'Amato, and Asher Zolkowski Larson. That's a name. Written... It is. It's written by Claudio Fragasso and his wife, Rosella Drudy. Um, you may be noticing that none of these people that we've mentioned are seem like native English speakers. And that's correct. Yeah, they're... Oh, this, this script is clunky to say the least. Uh, but the alleged native English speakers that star in this film 
are Michael Stevenson, George Hardy, Margot Prey, Connie McFarland, Deborah Reed, Jason Wright, Darren Ewing, and Jason Stedman, uh, with some other people in there. And yet it their was performance released... is equally clunky. <laughs> right? It was released on October 12th, 1990. It runs 94 minutes long, and there is no information about how much money it made, but it has an average rating of 2.4 out of 10 and a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. I bet it made a decent amount amount of money now. Like, it's on Cinemax and stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a cult classic now, you know? Cult class like... I don't know. I'm not comparing it to the room, but I'm comparing it to the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's it's definitely in the same vein of the room. It's mm-hmm. a way more classic, uh, I would think, bad movie than the room is. Yeah, because the room, uh, for all its faults, and I do mean faults, it's like a high art. Um, it's bad movie. something that we'll have to cover that one day. You know, I know yes. it's been done, but. I want to cover it. Yes. But like Troll 2, it's it's just like a general oof. They it's didn't a, try and they failed anyway. It's a chef's kiss as far as bad movies go. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a chef's kiss. Okay, if you had to compare this movie to a chef, what chef would you compare it to? The, there's a correct answer. The Swedish chef from The Muppets. Okay, I was going to say Chef Boyardee. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I just... <laughs> I like the Swedish chef, so. That's the one. That's the one. I've seen them up. Oh, God. Um, so some fun trivia about Troll 2. The movie was written by, as I said, the director's wife as a way to get back at her friends that had recently become vegetarians and were pissing her off. That makes so much sense. Because I said in my notes that this feels mm-hmm. like something that somebody who hates vegans would write. Like some Absolutely. of the things they're saying sounds like something who's complaining about vegetarians and vegans trying to change them and like being like, oh, all my friends who've changed over to being a vegan, like that's all they talk about now. That's the aura mm-hmm. this gave me was like, I'm mad that my friends are making different life choices than I am, which I'm so Absolutely. glad to know that that's actually the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you may not recognize any of the actors that I mentioned. Correct. That's because... They were all cast at an open casting call that, according to the research that I did, they went to hoping to be extras in the movie. (gasps) The actor that plays the dad, Mm -hmm. his name is George Hardy. He's a dentist. He's still a dentist. Yes. Can you imagine being like, on my business cards would say, dentist and former actor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. Michael Stevenson, who plays the main kid. Yeah. He, well, he was a child actor in this. Mm-hmm. And La Casa Five, which was also directed by Claudio Fergasso. Oh, boy. He was also in The Balkan Trail, which is a Christmas short film, and The Paper Brigade. But now he is, he is a documentary producer. Ooh, wait, glow up, okay. Glow up. Right. He well, his first documentary was about this movie. 
he directed and produced a documentary called Best Worst Movie. Wait, wait, wait. I got to write that down. I got, oh my God, I got to watch that. That sounds really fun. I was going to watch it before we recorded this episode, uh, but then I started watching the movie and it took me three days to finish. And I was like, well, now it's 530 and we're recording at 7. That's because you're a quitter, Dan. A quitter. Yes. Documentary was canceled due to lack of hustle. Um, the only, there are four people in the cast that have Wikipedia pages, which Mm -hmm. is my metric for success. Um, (laughs) Michael Stevenson, who plays the main kid, George Hardy, who plays the dad, uh, Connie McFarland, who plays the sister in Mm -hmm. the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was also in the 2006 Disney channel movie, read it and weep (gasps) playing the mother. Shut up. No, I'm serious. Starring the Panabaker sisters. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. This is huge. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. Her acting's yeah. Well, I assume better. she's the mother. Much. Yes. <laughs> um, and the other actor who is in it is Jason F. Wright, who plays the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Elliot. Um, Elliot. Yes. He is now an author mm. who writes uh, like Christmas books. Oh, my gosh. Mom's everywhere quaking. Right, it's basically he just churns them out one a year. Yep. Uh, some of them have the title of the Christmas doll. Yes. Picturing Christmas. Yes. Christmas jars journey. Yep. The thirteenth day of Christmas. Yep. And Penny Christmas jar Penny's Christmas jar miracle. These are all things that moms everywhere are like. Oh, I have that on my bookshelf. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, this cast is, I assume, majority Mormon. Because it was filmed in Utah and oh. on the cast pages, like half of them say that they're Mormons. That would make sense, um, yeah. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. But in the about production says, um, the person who played the store owner, the crazy store owner in the movie that we'll get to when we talk oh, about yes. it. Oh, yes. Gage's favorite character. <laughs> well, he was a, a very convincing, crazy, creepy guy. Uh, yes. The actor's name is Don Packard, and that's because he was a patient at a mental hospital on weekend leave. Maybe maybe he was there for, like, obsessive-compulsive disorder, generalized anxiety or depression. I'm not trying to shame any mental disorders. No. But I'm I'm just picturing him to be kind of like super out there. He he later recalled that he had smoked an enormous amount of marijuana prior to is. filming. There it is. Had no idea what was happening around him and that his disturbed performance in the film was not acting. There it is. <laughs> Wow, um, he the nineties were rough for him, huh? Yes, I, I, I get, I guess. Yeah, uh, he started out strong. The last thing that I'll say before we get into t- the plot of the movie, uh, and boy, what a plot it is! Plot is that mark? I said that this is allegedly a sequel to the film Troll, yes. and the reason I said that is there are no references to the prior film Troll, which. For 
clarity's sake, I have not seen. Dan, they don't even say the word troll in this movie. <laughs> exactly. They're goblins. Yes. They're in the town of Nilbog. Which is? It's goblin backwards. Yes. Oh my God. I I can't believe you made me watch this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how you're basking in the glow of Gage says that if I was a vampire, I'd be an energy vampire. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably why, because I am like high off the fact that you hated this movie. I know. Oh, my God. I'm like, go on. (laughs) I've seen a lot of bad movies. Um, This might be the worst. This might be worse than Jaws 3D. How bite um, your tongue? No, it is worse. Or it might. It also might be worse than the 2011 version of Footloose, which are my two least favorite movies. Not worse than the remake of Psycho with Vince Vaughn. Hey, at least the script in that was good. That's because it was a shot-for-shot remake, Dan. <laughs> yeah, so there was one redeem, actually two redeeming qualities. Sexy Vince Vaughn. Oh, that's a sentence I've never said. <laughs> Sorry, Vince Vaughn. I'm sure you're very handsome to some people. It's not I'm me, sure that though. he listens. In case he does, I just want him to know. Maybe he's not attractive to me, but I'm sure he has hey, a large fan base of thirst. He, he's from Chicago. I'm in quotes from Chicago. Sorry, I forgot all people from the state of Illinois are certified tens. Certified freaks seven days a week. My bad. <laughs> Uh, I heard the Kids Bop version of WAP recently. Is that real? Is it a real thing? It's real, yeah. Um, And it just, it sounds so much dirtier because they replaced like half of the lyrics. I'm taking a Um, look really quick. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, While Anna takes a look, uh, we could say that she is gobbling and swallowing the content of Kids Bop. We're going to get into... Let's get into this film. film. So the movie opens up with our (sighs) intrepid little boy, Joshua. Um, He's talking to his dead grandfather. It's giving me some serious um, Princess Bride vibes. You know, like they were really Mm -hmm. trying to get Fred Savage, but he he was unavailable. You know what I mean? Like, right? Is Fred Savage in that movie? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fred Savage and then Old Man. Yes. Um, ah, yes. So, yeah, his dead grandfather is reading him a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a we don't very know he's creepy dead. Story. That's true. Not yet. Well, he's dead. Um, <laughs> and he, we find out it's not a story. It's real. He's telling him a story about how goblins are evil and want to eat all human beings and all yes. that jazz. The, the story is... That it's kind of like a, a Robin Hood looking ass. I don't he's know. running through the forest. I the guy's name is Peter. A, it was giving me Peter and the Wolf vibes. Yeah, uh, he's running through the forest. He sees a beautiful woman who makes him drink uh, a shamrock shake. Is no, the best way that I can describe don't it. Don't slander the name of a shamrock <laughs> shake like that. It was some nasty, creamy looking Jello, nasty whipped cream. I would never. Let me just say that right now. My tongue could be drying out. I don't think I would eat that. But as it turns out, the pretty woman is actually a goblin. Aren't we who, all? And when when they drink it, it makes the person turn into basically 
liquid vegetables is the My best nightmare. way that it's described. It, it, it like turns your blood into vegetables, but you can also like start turning into a tree or something. Yeah, and you start sweating vegetables. I'm always sweating vegetables. <laughs> Eat one green bean and I'm sweating. Ugh. Um, so yes, that story isn't a story. It's real life. Um, and Super then we scary. see, we see Joshua's sister, Holly, uh, and she is wearing a weight belt while bench pressing. It's a which look. Which is a confusing, it's definitely a look. Um, weight belts don't help when you're bench pressing. She, I also just feel nervous about the fact that she was bench pressing without a spotter. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. that's just because in high school I had it drilled into my mind that I would get pinned under, a, like, a, the bar, which alone weighs 45 pounds, and I'm weak, <laughs> so, like, you know. I used to tell my parents that I could bench press the bar, and my dad was so proud of me. He's like, that's 45 really? pounds, yeah! <laughs> yeah. In case anyone wants uh, to know how weak I am. <laughs> I don't bench press often, that's the end of my story. Yep. Yep. But sometimes when I when I'm feeling extra spicy and I'm at the YMCA, I will bench and I'll bench alone and then I'll eventually get tired and be unable to complete my set and I'll be struggling and as without fail, an old man will run over and like pick the bar up with one hand, twirl it around in his finger, and go, <laughs> you know, when I was in the Navy, someone died because of that. I just said, you should always <laughs> ask one of those kindly old men to spot you, Dan. God. I know, I should. It's always the power walking guy who <laughs> is power walking in cargo pants and a polo shirt. That is, And I think a fisherman's vest. I feel He's like that's a look into his... your future. <laughs> It definitely is. I'm going to look like the, the guy from MASH. Oh, gosh. I don't remember his name. It's McLean Stevenson is the actor. Oh, God, Dan. Well, anyway, bench pressing. Anyway. Always have a buddy. She's bench pressing, and then her boyfriend, who is the Christmas author, who I will only refer to as Nativity from now on. Nativity? Um, That's, yeah. Oh, Okay. He he breaks into her window and scares her. <sighs> Just keep going. If I huff and puff over every single stupid thing that happens in this movie... First of all, can I just say her reactions to him are so hot and cold. One minute she's like, right? I'll kill you for doing that. And the next minute she's like, oh, I love you. Like, it's so... But there's mm-hmm. no breaks in the acting. That, like, happens yeah. in one sentence. I also, also, she... Go ahead. Sorry, no, you go ahead. I was, was going to keep say, going with the plot. I was going to say I really hate how um, his family, she's like, my dad doesn't like you because you hang out with your friends. What? Your dad wants Boy, him to what? be a, Literally, you, wait, what? You don't remember that? No, I'm, I'm reacting. That doesn't make oh. any sense. I know, I know, I know. Like, I think my parents would be concerned if I was like, this is my boyfriend. He doesn't have any friends. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm his only friend. I'm his friend. only friend. Right? We're going to spend all our time together. Oh, God. No. No, no, no. So anyway, um, I just think it's so dumb that that's a plot point. My dad hates yes. that you're always with your friends. Um. Okay. <laughs> like, you're, good luck finding a boyfriend. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, so she basically gives him an ultimatum because she thinks that he hangs out with his friends too much. 
And I guess as we see throughout the movie, he maybe does hang out with them a tad too much. But like when you're in high school, who else are you going to hang out with? You know, like, yeah. Uh, so she kicks him. She insinuates that he's gay because he hangs out with his friends all the time. Oh, Uh, and then he's like, no. And then she kicks him in the nuts and is like, what about now? She literally says, she goes, I don't even remember what the context is, but in my notes, I just have your little nuts. <laughs> That's what she yeah. says. <laughs> I don't think she insinuates that he's gay. She literally goes, you're a homosexual. Oh, okay. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's not an insinuation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Anyway, she just, oh. Oh God, I I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this episode without dying. Like I genuinely yeah. don't know. I don't know either. Oh Dan, I have something to say coming up about this next scene. Anyway, what? Okay, the next scene when they're is... traveling and leaving. Yeah, the next scene is the family is driving to the town of Nilbog, which mm-hmm. is. In case you didn't realize, Goblin spelled backwards. <gasps> They're doing an Intro- exchange, a, a kind of foreign exchange with, I assume, a town that's 45 minutes away from them. Yeah. Where the farmers from the farm town of Nilbog will live in the family's house for a weekend. And the family will live in the farmer's house for the weekend. It's a very white thing to do. I love the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> it's a holiday. My favorite Jack Black movie. <laughs> oh, um, I'm dead serious about that last part. But anyway. So the family, they're driving to Nilbog on their holiday trip. <laughs> Sorry, I assume, Jack Black. I'm just going to say that the holiday is Casimir Pulaski Day. Oh, God. Um, and as they're driving, the sister, Holly, is sobbing. In the back seat. She does so Absolutely oh, sobbing. God. Because she gave him an ultimatum that either meet up with the family when they travel or she's breaking up with him. And he didn't meet up, so she's breaking up with him. But little does she know, he didn't meet up with her because he and his friends got an RV and are driving to meet them in Nilbog. And to get some of those Nilbog hotties. <laughs> those, I, I'm trying to remember, it's not like nymphatic virgins, but it's something like that. I mean, that's the how they act in, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. But, um, the, des- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, they describe the women in Nilbog as, like, nymphatic virgins pretty much that they're looking for they're like they there's a line later on that comes up that's like it's arnold deflowering one of nilbog's virgins or it's arnold (laughs) getting deflowered by a nilbog hottie and i'm like (laughs) god no but my personal favorite line from this scene is when they're all in the car and the sister's mm-hmm. freaking out, and the dad's getting mad, and the mom turns to Joshua and goes, sing that song I like so much. And it's yeah. row, <laughs> row, row your boat. I'm like, that song I like so much, and it's a classic children's tune. Like, oh my um, god. 
the mother in the film is played like she is constantly seeing a murder happen in oh front of her. Oh my god, her face. And yet must continue to act like a regular human being. Yes. It is she is not in the movie that it's hard to stand out in Troll 2 mm-hmm. as an exceptionally um bad performance. Yeah. Yet it is it can be done. It can be done. It's hard but not impossible. Not impossible. And she was not a mental patient. She had full she had her full capacity, her full she was good. She did not smoke herself out before starting yeah. <laughs> the movie. Unless she took a hit, you know, you never know. Yeah. Uh on their drive there, the Joshua sees his dead grandpa on the side of the road and jumps out of the car <sighs> because he's telling him, You can't go to Nilbog, you can't do that. This kid Whoa. needs to go to therapy. Thank you. Yes. Well, I think he did go to therapy. I think. Oh they yeah, yeah, that yeah. Earlier. You're right. They did say he did go to. Yeah. Well, he should not have stopped. He well, should not. He's have got stopped. some grief, some issues connected to that grief. Yeah. My dude, I don't know. This is a pro therapy <laughs> podcast. I'm saying he should go Absolutely. to therapy. Um. So they end up getting to Nilbog because Joshua can't convince his parents that it's bad to go because <sighs> his dad really 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 wants to live like it's olden times it, so they drive 40 minutes up the road yeah two towns <laughs> over like that's like go that's like when you're in grade school and they take you on a field trip to the one room schoolhouse reenactment oh my god that they have. you mean old world the actor, wisconsin yes they have the actor who's paid to yell at you like they're uh, an old-timey school teacher and they have you write on slate yes and they make you sit on the milking chair for punishment yes oh my god oh my god triggered <laughs> it's a universal experience it is it is yeah so they arrive in nilbog um and when they get there they are greeted by the family that they are exchanging with. Greeted, Dan? Uh, That's the understatement of the century. They're like grunted at. <laughs> yes. They are they cross paths with the family. They're two ships passing in the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and the family that they meet is not happy to see them. In fact, they're not happy at all. They basically say nothing and leave. They grunt at them pretty much. They're like, I we know. have all the, we have all the, the comforts of home. We have a microwave, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and the little boy throws a baseball to Joshua, right? Yeah. God, and the words written on it are clearly made with a hot glue gun that a green sharpie colored over it. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> What did it say? Eat up before we eat you or something like that? Yeah, Why I think they... that was, that's basically it. I, if I was a goblin, I would go up to that little boy goblin and be like, you really dicked us, you know that? You really mm-hmm. dicked us. We were yeah, going to eat a... them. Yeah, that's the opposite of burying the lead there. You you basically threw the lead up in the air. It was he like, look at this. You put it on a pedestal. threw it to his hands. You threw the lead <laughs> into this boy's hands. Uh, so... The 
I'm sorry, the, the family's name that they're exchanging with, they're called the Presents. Because uh, they really are a gift. They are. Uh, so the family, they find food. Uh, I think it's the, there's a feast laid out for them. Yeah, they're the like, family, the right? country, yeah. what was it they said? The so That's country, country, uh, what am I trying to say? That's a country. Hospitality. Hospitality. There you go. That's country <laughs> hospitality for you. I'm like, has nobody noticed? I want to know what the budget was for green food coloring. <laughs> I think, for this movie. <laughs> I think that they only bought a lot of lime jello. And just put that over everything. No. No. Like, but like, some of the stuff is like donuts and stuff and liquid. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You make the donuts, you throw the gelatin in there. I guess. I was thinking they were just keeping a bottle of green uh, food coloring on them and just putting a couple <laughs> drops into everything. But like, seriously... If I was showing up at someone's house and everything was green, I'd be like, mm -hmm. something's going on here. Like, this isn't a kid's birthday party that's, I don't know, the color green themed. Like, why is yeah. everything, why is everything <laughs> green? The only food that I ever want to be artificially green is corned beef and hash. Amen. On St. Patrick's Day. Amen. That's it. Amen. I Otherwise... Okay, I have to say a shamrock shake is naturally green. It is. Uh, because the, the toxic waste that they flavor it with. Oh, I was going to say, because they put shamrocks <laughs> in it. Um, I have seen two different TikToks that told me I was going to hell based on two different foods that I like, and one of them was because I like mint chip ice cream. Maybe that's because that's green. Uh-huh. What was the other one? Salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> okay, well, you are. No! And they're just informing you. No! I love the They popped up on my For You page. I was like, who did this? Is this God? It's for you. It's for you. God did that to me. He said change the your ways and I said no. The algorithm's name is Yahweh. Literally. <laughs> um, so the family goes down to eat the feast when suddenly Grandpa appears outside. Because he always he's does. Like, Joshua, Joshua, you can't have them eat the food. Joshua, if you do, they'll be eaten by the goblins. And Joshua's like, what do I do? What do I do? He says and he has 30 somebody seconds. In the background. Oh, sorry. I was say, he says he has 30 sorry. seconds to... What? Yeah. Well, I was making a stupid Scott Pilgrim reference. Oh, I'm so Scott sorry. Recently. Love Scott Pilgrim. Uh, it's fine. No, it's fine. Walk over my dreams. I will. With high heels. Please. And thank you. Oh, great. Uh, It'll be like... Anti-simp. Anti-simp podcast. This will be like the end of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie when they're yeah. singing the Goofy Goober <laughs> Rock and Patrick is wearing like like fishnets and thigh-high boots. That's me walking on your dreams. Yeah. Uh, so the grandpa has a previously unforeseen power of freezing time, as Anna said. Love that. Wish I hope that's what my superpower is when I'm a superpower. Superpower is when I'm a ghost. <laughs> Your superpower is adding an extra syllable to every word. Yeah, probably. My As super... evidenced by P hour. Diana. Diana. <laughs> <sighs> yep, that's my name. That's it. Don't wear it out. Um, okay, I won't. Um, <laughs> so Joshua, being a precocious child, Ugh. does what any child would do. Does he throw the food onto the ground? No. 
Does stomp he, on I don't it. know, light the food on fire, stomp on it? No. Throw it in the trash. Anna, what, is, Anna, what does he do? He potties on it. He, he pisses on the dinner. I'm sorry. I, you know, I spent the whole day with dogs, which are essentially children. <laughs> he, he relieves himself, Dan. And this is the point where I first turned off the movie. Yeah, because you texted me because I was texting you about the movie and you were, you were like, he's peeing on the food right now. And I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is, Dan. That that was three days ago. I didn't finish this movie until 5.30 today. You could have just pushed through, Dan. That was your own okay. fault. Did Anna watch it with you or were you riding no, solo? No, she did not. Uh, no, Gage I, didn't I watch it with me either. work day. Yeah, Gage didn't watch it with me either. I was just curious if we had supportive significant others. Apparently not. Not kidding. Apparently not. Oh, that's the name of my old radio show. I know. I used to um, listen to it. I know. Thank you for being the only listener. You're welcome. So, after he he does a number one on... <laughs> Are we just going to go through the ways to say goes to the bathroom? Yes, after he empties the old gas tank mm-hmm. on, the family's dinner, on the family's dinner. I think my favorite scene, very short scene in the movie happens. Oh, God. The dad takes him upstairs and starts loosening his belt. And they're all yelling, don't beat him. And the sister's don't like, he him. should be beaten for what he's done. And I'm like, wow, the 90s really were a bad time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the the kid's like, what are you going to do? And the dad's like, I'm tightening my belt because we're not eating dinner tonight. Such a, That's it. I don't want to have to feel hunger pains. If you're going on a hunger strike, so am I. And you know yeah. what? I was hungry when I was young. We didn't have food. I photosynthesized. So if you think you're going to win this battle, you're not. That's what the dad says. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> to which I, to which I respond, okay, boomer. Yeah, you definitely literally. Had food growing up. Literally, I'm like, you mean? To, oh uh, god, y'all didn't just drive to the next town over to see if they had a grocery store or something, or like yeah. they really expected the fridge to be stocked before they got there? I'd be bringing my own food, you know. I don't know. Right. I would also make a quick stop at the pick and save on the way there. Yeah, absolutely. The quick trip. Gotta load up on some snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On some snacks. Some snacks. Um, so we then go to the B plot of this movie, <laughs> which is just the boys, boys doing boy things. Boys night. Uh and what is happening in the boys' night? <sighs> well, Arnold, who is the only person that you may have actually seen from this movie before. Uh, Arnold, he he decides to, you know... Patrol for chicks. Patrol for chicks. Find, find a girl, uh, take her home, and to use the parlance of the film... I'm not gonna... No, I'm not gonna. Deflower I'm not gonna say and it. Deflower oh, virgin. Uh, uh, you don't like the term uh, deflower? Uh, that's my that's my moist. I mean, it's absolutely sexist and horrible, but it's, it's not horrible. it's not like my moist. You know, my moist is the word quiver. I hate it. Mm. it I shouldn't have even said it. It's making the hairs <laughs> on my neck stand up. 
Uh, I think I have turned Anna Horst's voice into the word gobble. Gobble me, swallow me, drip gravy down the side right? of me. <laughs> Um, so Arnold, he goes for a walk outside of Nilbog and he discovers a young Nilbog nymph. A pretty Don't one. call women nymphs! <laughs> oh, Dan, no! <laughs> hey, hey, she's not a human woman. Uh, yes, she is. We learned that. No, she's not. That girl is. Is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, the one at the beginning wasn't human. Yeah, I apologize to her. It's okay. Um, she's a human so nymph, please. She's trying to. She's trying to escape from goblins. Okay, now I remember. Um, and Arnold is like, "Okay, I got this." Using um, the undue straight white man confidence that he has. Amen. Undeserved. <laughs> Right? Oh, my God. He walks up to the goblin straight up, and he's like, hey, guys, let's stop this. Um, and she and really feels... Do... She really feels safe behind that little turd. Like, Right? I don't know. I, he looks I... like the Blue Power Ranger. Um, I actually thought it was the same actor who played the Blue Power Ranger for a second. Oh, it's boy. Not. Oh, boy. Don't worry. All these white men um, looking the same. But the goblins, they actually react as I would hope they would react. They stab him with a spear. I mean, probably the move I would have made if I was a goblin. Right. Uh, it's the wokest part of the film. Mm-hmm. He's like, <laughs> and I am all for it. Let's let's just be friends. And they're like, ah! And they stab him. Goblin right. talk. Goblin uh, talk. Stab. Goblin me, swablin. <gasps> um. Yes. As. Uh, I'll say one no as I am on an equal white plane in my straight white manness yes, as this Arnold hetero is, white boy yes I I will say that the goblins did the correct move here yes thank you for continuing he deserved it as we deserve it yes um so in order to find help um the girl and um Arnold, they escape into the woods uh, to a chapel in the woods. But they you know. call it a house. Right? It, <laughs> it's I a church. I literally said, I was like, that is a church. They wanted it to be a house, but the only thing they had available in the area where they were filming was an abandoned church. Yeah. <sighs> and when they get in there, they encounter, quote, the Goblin's Queen, Druid Witch Credence Leonore, Gil good. Honestly, Is that I have no idea. Honestly, though, a vibe, a mood. I right. am the Goblin Queen. <laughs> <laughs> goblin Queen, Swablin Queen. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I also, you know, second only to the green food dye budget. Uh-huh. What was the dry ice budget for this film? <laughs> oh, it, that's where all the money was. They didn't have to pay the actors. They, so that's where all the money went. They really didn't? They, I, I think they did. Oh, okay. They probably paid Five dollars. Yeah, I think the I would say SAG rates, but it's definitely yeah. way below SAG rates. Guys, we're going to pay you five dollars and all the lime but, jello you can eat. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of craft services. Yeah. However, we do have this thing. The director, he's got this weird thing where he can only eat green yeah. foods. So I hope you like lime skins. Yeah, for real. Oh, I hope you're cool with like green tongues green poop 
Right. Sweating green. Uh, ew. <laughs> um, so the the goblin druid queen, druid witch queen. Let's call her um, Anna. She uses... Okay. Anna <laughs> no, uses the Stonehenge magic stone yes. to control the goblins. Yes. Uh, it's not explained anymore from no. that, but that's really all you need to know. They don't um, really tell us much. So the Anna says that she can help Arnold and the girl. She can fix them if they drink this magic potion. Okay, this woman, her teeth also look, you know, let me fixate on some teeth for a second. Look the okay. way my teeth do when I accidentally get lipstick on my Invisalign. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of as like, girl, you got a little lipstick. A little lipstick on your teeth. Oh. Excuse me. Excuse me, miss. Ma'am. Ma'am. Ma'am, no. Ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am, quick, take this Kleenex. <laughs> Fix your teeth. Uh, so she tricks them into drinking the goblin juice. vegetable drink. Goblin juice. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Um, also known as Coors Light. <laughs> um, or a shamrock shake. Yeah. They, oh, those things have changed and not for the good. Yeah. Um, and Arnold... He sees the uh, young woman uh, turn into uh, a vat of green. That is some of the most dramatic ass drawn out shit I've ever seen. Right? She's like, uh, 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 and she's running behind walls. She's yeah. laying on the ground. I'm like, they really said, ham it up, my dude. And she said, say no more. And she did. It is, it is best described as the death scene in Romeo and Juliet as portrayed by the one student in middle school mm-hmm. who swears that they're going to star on Broadway and this is their time to shine. Stop coming for me. And the director is scared of them because they have way too much confidence for a 13-year-old. Stop coming for me. <laughs> Just kidding. I was very insecure as 13. But still. Oh. But anyway, is the but still that you are still insecure as a thirteen-year-old, or I'm that still insecure in my thirteen-year-old self? Yeah. <laughs> also, but still, that was me. Mm-hmm. So, Arnold, the goblins start eating her, and Arnold, seeing this, gives—I'll say his Oscar performance, his Oscar-worthy. Is, is there an award higher than an Oscar? Because I think that's what this is de- deserving of, truly. You know, he gets an EGOT, he gets an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony automatically for this role. Yeah. Actually, just for just for this line read. Yes. Um, he goes, "They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me." Oh my gosh! <sighs> I had to specify. He says, "Gosh." Yeah. He yells, oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you like how oh I said it God. with you? I do. Thank you for doing You're welcome. That. I just mouthed along. I had to. Oh, yeah, the words just it's... flew to my mouth, my lips. It was everything. They just, you could say they just dripped out they the mouth They gobbled me and swallowed me. Dripped gravy down the side of me. <laughs> um Arnold, uh, also, when he's saying that, he has a fly on his forehead. Yeah, how very Mike Pence at the most recent uh, debate of him. Actually, no, not the most recent debate. As we're recording this, the what was supposed to be third presidential debate is going on. Uh, it ended up being the second. This will go up a week after we record it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it is going on right now, 
I will give mine and Anna's thoughts together on the debate, uh, which is just screaming into the void forever. Don't even get me started. Anyway, friends, I already voted. I hope Dan already voted. I did too. I voted the day that early voting started in Wisconsin. Me too. Um, So you, when when we're recording this, I don't know if early voting will have ended, but election day is on November 3rd. So if you haven't go voted, out, go vote, rock the vote. Uh, if you have voted, don't vote again. Yeah, that's a federal crime. Please, please don't don't do illegal things, but definitely vote if you haven't yet. It's important. Yes. It may uh, not feel been... like your vote is important, but it definitely is. The only way your vote isn't important is if you leave everything blank. Otherwise, oh it's important. Yeah. Uh, unlike me, because I wrote in Kanye West for everything. Did you really, Dan? No. Oh, no, of God. course I didn't. I was about to be like, Dan, if he's our president, I'm going to blame you for everything. Oh. You, As is warranted. Um, oh, God. So now back to your regularly scheduled program. Yes. Uh, so the next morning, uh, the the family realizes that the only food they have is warm milk. Oh God! And it, she's like, "Can we just say the mom's like, this is at least a week old." I... And she's pouring it out. Does it she just mean looks like normal milk. A week past its expiration date, because like a week old from the grocery store, then you. That's like, still that's good. That's not bad. It shouldn't be bad. Yeah. Like, if you bought milk with that close of an expiration date, you should be checking the expiration dates closer. Yeah. Um, I never have to worry about that because I go through milk like a gosh darn fiend. Oh, gosh. Um, and so Joshua and the dad, they go to the town store to get some food. Um, and as there's none in their holiday home, Mm -hmm. as the synopsis says. So when they get into town, they find the general store closed, and that's disappointing for them. Uh, But don't worry. Michael, the dad, he falls asleep on a bench. Yep. As all good dads do. Yes. So Joshua, being a precocious little nine-year-old, climbs into the rafters of a church and eavesdrops on the church sermon. (sighs) Yes. Go on. There are some questions about this church sermon. One, they're goblins. Why are they all in human form? Yeah, why didn't they pull witches and, like, take their skin off? You know what I mean? Yeah. Two, this seems like a a fairly... I I get as the audience was to be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. This is like a a fairly fine preacher speech. I mean, it kind of veers off when he's talking about goblin things because goblin things but overall he's like how people eating meat is bad for them i'm like that's a yeah i mean this is all factual meat isn't in excess isn't good for Mm -hmm. you and they're talking about in excess eating and i'm like yeah i mean i don't agree with the the medium but maybe the content Mm -hmm. that you're saying is fine right there mr sermon giver as a person who's straight oh no (laughs) <laughs> as a person who uh eats meat i would agree yeah meat is not great for yeah. me and i should be making better choices you right my dude yeah i i 100 percent agree mm-hmm. um the the pastor i'll call him who's giving this sermon looks like a cross between joel osteen and uh george lucas and also 
uh, 1980s Stephen King <gasps> when he is coked out of his oh mind God. and doesn't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't remember writing Cujo. You right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The sermon, the, the pastor. Um, you've seen Die Hard, right? No, actually. Oh, okay. So he looks like the guy in Die Hard who's trying to sweet talk his way with the terrorists. Mm. So when we talk about Die Hard, which I feel like we will eventually. At Crimbus. Uh, yes. At, uh, thank you for listening to Inconclusion, no! everybody. Uh, this has been the first and last bad movie night. No, Goodbye. no. <laughs> uh, so back to the movie. Um, the parishioners find Joshua because they see a skateboard roll into the church. Um and they try to force him to eat some goblin ice cream, um, which is just a shamrock shake. Children I know love I've made jokes ice about this cream. Before. Like, it literally is. <laughs> it's literally, they went to the yeah. McDonald's on the corner, and that's what they served up. The one day um, the shake machine wasn't broken. Yeah, so Michael walks in, and he's like, hmm, what's going on here? And they're like, we're just trying to get him to eat some ice cream. Uh, and as a parent now I have no children so correct me if I'm wrong uh-huh. parents of the world wouldn't okay. you be a little sh- you don't have kids either Dan <laughs> wouldn't you be a little shook if you walked in and your kid was being held like arms out and people were trying to force mouth, feed him mouth held open yeah, and yeah. people were trying to force feed him even ice cream like anything I'd be like don't you can't force my kid to do something they don't want to do unless they're doing like being a brat and you like ask them to help. I don't know, set up a room for a party or something. And they're being a brat about it. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to food and stuff. Yeah. You can't force my kid to eat anything, but yeah. Now forcing them to be a good person, please do. (laughs) I'm not a parent, Mm -hmm. but I come from a long line of parents. Yes. As most people do. Yes. and, And what I can say is that, if I walked in mm-hmm. and saw my son basically being hogtied by hands, mm-hmm. I would probably react with like, hmm, they're probably just trying to get him to eat his ice cream. Because, you know, kids love ice cream. Kids do. And I'd be all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, open on his a related mouth wider. Note, yeah. <laughs> Make sure he gobbles it and swallows it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, we have... Uh, officially proven that WAP is the most timely and relevant song Absolutely. in any circumstance. I love WAP. I love it. Um, so cut back to just the dudes. Um, Drew, who is another one of the dudes, mm-hmm. he goes back into town. He goes into town from the RV because he's like, oh, man, we didn't bring any food. Honestly, this is the one I would have been. <laughs> Snacky. <laughs> Uh, he also asks, yo, where's the blue Power Ranger whose name I can't Arnold. remember? Arnold. Where is Arnold? The only people whose names I remembered from this movie going into were Arnold and Elliot, the boyfriend. <laughs> um, where's Arnold? And the other boys reply, I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's oh, wait. not the reply, Anna. The, he's probably deflowering some Nilbog chicks. Question mark? Yes, that's it. My bad. <laughs> they were sleeping. I, know I remember they were being sleeping. especially shocked because most of the time I thought, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
are dudes generally weird about sharing beds? Absolutely. Why? Girls don't care. Because it's toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah, you're baby. right. I forgot for I Oh, I was so blissfully ignorant for a second. I forgot toxic <laughs> masculinity existed. But yeah, no, I remember um, being flabbergasted that these two dudes were so comfortable with themselves that they were sharing a bed. I was like, wow. I How was un- too, because they, because earlier in the movie, the the girl asks Elliot, <laughs> "What are you, a homosexual?" And I'm like, I thought that this movie would be really anti that. You're yeah. like, mm, no, not the gays. Yeah, Ugh, I don't know. Anyway, I just, yeah, I remember being surprised that teens weren't weird about that. Yeah, shockingly, the direct-to-video Troll 2 has not aged well. It's not woke. <laughs> yeah. It's shockingly. Not woke. There's no underlying uh, so, plots about equality or love is love. Uh, so Drew gets picked up by the sheriff, Gene Freak. <laughs> His last name is Freak. <laughs> Seven days a week, smoky. I mean. Come on, oh my, my dudes. He's really trying to be smoky from Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, God. Um, and the sheriff gives him a green hamburger, like all cops and have in their car the at all times. And he takes the tiniest little niblet of it that I've ever I seen know. somebody. I mean, like, obviously, honestly, if somebody gave me a sandwich that I didn't know, I probably wouldn't eat it. But yeah. he takes, like, when SpongeBob goes, the only people who don't like Krabby Patties are the people who've never tried it. Squidward, and he, like, Squishes out his teeth and takes the tiniest yeah. niblet. Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. I'll post a picture uh, on Instagram. Don't worry. Oh, good. So when Drew gets into town, he actually goes into the town store. Uh, and the owner is the mental patient on leave, who, I will say, gives a very good performance. Eggs. I definitely egg. buy it. Dan, yeah. <laughs> you skipped over something very important to me, near and dear to my heart. Um, what is it's it? It's when Drew gets out of the car and he goes, hey, wait, officer. Where are all the nilbog chicks? <laughs> and the officer goes, girls, ha, 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 ha. And then you turn. And as Drew's walking into the store, it's a crowd of middle-aged men all laughing at yeah. him. I was like, ew. <laughs> That's the most horrifying thing. That's my personal nightmare. Like, let's just be honest. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, my brain is trying to suppress the memory of this yeah, movie. Don't rush it, Dan. So, Savor every moment. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm really not trying to. But okay, and then when he's in the store, this is what I mm-hmm. Snapchatted to Gage because he wasn't excuse me, he wasn't home when we watched it. Or when I watched it. Uh-huh. Background. The royal way. Yes. Uh background, Gage hates eggs. He thinks they're gross. Okay. That's all you need Weird. to know. Um he just is he a child? Pretty much. No, I'm kidding. He yeah. just doesn't like eggs. Um, but there's this the guy who owns the shop. Drew goes, don't you have any eggs? And he goes, eggs? Ick. And I said that. <laughs> I said that to Gage. I thought it was so funny. I was dying. Gage was like, it's me. I was on the couch just rolling. I was raffle coptering, yeah. as the kids say. Not that they say it anymore, but you know what I mean. Oh, God, yeah, I was the, deceased. Drew, yeah, Drew goes into the store and he goes, do you have any bacon? And he's like, no bacon. Oh. Like, Eggs? Eggs? It. <laughs> he 
He's like, what do you have? We got milk. We skipped over how he asks if there's coffee. And the guy goes, that's Satan's drink. (laughs) I was crying. I was like, this is the best writing in this whole film. Oh, Okay. Just wanted to make sure we got that nitty gritty detail. Because that's so funny to me. So Drew starts feeling dizzy. Uh, and he runs out of the store. Uh, he goes to find Arnold and kind of like, he's probably in the... Or, no, Arnold sends for him, mm-hmm. in quotes. He's like, it's easy to cut through the forest. Only about a mile from here. And I'm like, <sighs> do we give a direction of which way? No. Just walk into no? the forest blindly. Okay, Hansel and Gretel. Don't leave any... Um, leave a trail of burger crumbs behind you. Green yeah. burger crumbs. Uh, welcome to Green Burger, home of the Green Burger. Can I take your order? And I love Keenan and Kel. So. Oh, wait. Did, were they in that movie? Keenan and Kel? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure. I had a brain fart. Continue. Okay. Uh, so they he finds out, he goes into the chapel and he finds Arnold, who has mutated into a tree. Oh, my God. Ba-da. But, like, and, I was getting. But it's not really. Do you think. Who directed Midsummer? <laughs> Ari Aster. You think he watched Troll 2 and was like, yeah. Yeah, I got to put that in this film. I got to put that in Midsummer. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is it. Turn people into trees. Right? Because I was. Yeah. Where's the bear? I, I was waiting for someone to turn into a bear. Yeah, for real. Oh, God, Midsummer. I did not like that movie. Anyway. I've, I haven't seen Midsummer. I've seen all the memes Dan, about it, though. I know you're scared okay. of scary movies, but it's not scary. Just watch it. I know. And I love Florence Pugh, yeah. so I really should have seen it. Um, it's weird. It's not but, scary, though. But my favorite thing about that is people taking screenshots of it. It's like, oh, this summer camp looks so fun. <laughs> when can I go? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the scariest thing about it was how I didn't. I, I, I read a bunch of articles, and I guess this was the common thing, but like, it's just how it makes you feel at the end. But anyway, welcome back to our Midsummer uh-huh. podcast. Yes. Uh, our Midsummer podcast, A Midsummer's Night Scream. Ooh. Uh, hated that. So, thank you. Uh, Arnold's a tree. Yes. Um, Drew walks up to Arnold and goes, Hey, Arnold, what's your favorite kind of math? And, of course, Arnold responds with, Gee, I'm a tree. And then the audience laughs, and it goes executive producer Dick Wolf, roll credits. Uh, Anna is currently staring daggers at me right now. You just said so many things, and I hate you for all of them. (laughs) Thank you. The geometry joke, man. I got extra credit on a math test once for answering that joke correctly. Was it in statistics? Uh, I don't know. It was in high school, though, so maybe... Wait, we had oh, the same, we had the sti- same sti- stats professor in college. Statistics, yes, statistics teacher. Um, so Drew Arnold tells him to drag him out. He's in a pot, by the way. Yeah. I didn't know you Macaroni could grow trees in, in a, a pot. flower pot. You can a- some trees, like if it's an indoor pine or something, like a okay, little I'm, tree. I'm sorry, because you. Because you said macaroni a pot, I'm trying to figure out a way to continue that. Oh, um, I'm sorry. So I'm walking all over your jokes today. You're good. Um, macaroni in a pot. Okay, you know the Ents from Lord of the Rings? The trees? They're called the Ents, the talking trees. Oh, now I know. That's some... Okay. Uh, macaroni pot. That's some Ent-ass... Arnold? Prosthetics. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Gage okay. always makes fun of me because whenever we watch Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or something, I only like the parts where uh-huh. they're happy and eating or singing songs, and then I don't want to watch the rest <laughs> of the movies. Oh, my God. Yeah, that reads. That fits. <laughs> I'm like, ugh, I'm done. <laughs> so, as he's dragging Arnold out of there, um, Creedence Clearwater Revival appears. God. And... She knocks Drew out and then chainsaws Arnold into pieces. Yeah. And they do be like that sometimes, Arnold. <laughs> and Drew is also killed at that time. Rip. So then cut back to the A plot. Uh, <laughs> at the house, uh, the family oh, all come back and they're Why like, did I... I thought What'd you were talking about said? the two boys that were still sleeping. I thought you said cutting back to the gay plot. And I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, I wish, like, can there be? That would make this movie better. Right? That's the subtext throughout the whole movie. Oh, I wish. Uh, Um, Yeah, this is really, this movie is actually a metaphor for coming out um, in no way whatsoever. Yeah, not at all. Um, So they come back to the house and they're like, what's this? Why are all of the town in this home? As it turns out, they've thrown a party for them. And the cakes say eat up on them. Like, yeah, not suspicious at all. At all. Of course, the family sees nothing wrong with this, uh, except for Joshua, who runs up into the bedroom and tries to contact uh, his dead grandpa again. Gets out his Ouija board. <laughs> yes. Um, and when he does, uh, his grandpa doesn't appear, but... Bad Moon Rising, Credence Clearwater Revival appears. Um, and she jumps out and attacks him through the mirror. Yeah. I. Oh, God. That's like my worst nightmare. I'm so scared of mirrors, though, low-key. But in this movie, all the jump scares are so poorly executed that I am not yes. scared. Can I just say, the soundtrack in this film slaps. It slaps. It's great. It slaps. It's by far the best. It thing. is. Like every time the goblins are fighting, the music it like swells and I ooh, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, "Yes." <sighs> anyway. <laughs> uh Joshua being a little baby boy can't defend himself, but yes. his grandpa appears. Yes. Popping out of where the mirror was. His other ghost and- powers super strong. Yeah. And also becoming a human being, apparently. Yes. And chops her hand off with an axe. Yes. Correct. These are all facts. Yeah, these are factual statements, or as the youth say, big moons. Yes. Um, She's got Credence, green blood. Yeah. I think. Credence goes yeah. back to her chapel, um, where she turns herself into a woman in beautiful clothing. Uh, a beautiful. She also, literally just took off the Invisaligns that had makeup on them. Yeah. <laughs> and put on garters. Yeah, and like did her makeup a little better. Uh, but also at this time, the pastor and the grandpa get into a fight a outside. A tussle where the pastor's like, I'll send you back to where you came from. From hell! And then Joshua is like, are you actually in hell? And then the grandpa's like, nah, but somebody who was there taught me this. Oh, God. Which raises more questions yeah, than answers. Truly. And then, <laughs> and then he sets the pastor on fire and the fire 
turns the pastor back to his true goblin-y state. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sick. <laughs> um, so then, well, also what we didn't mention is that the Seth, it was the grandpa and Joshua tried to cause a distraction in the party by, oh, I don't know, lighting and throwing a Molotov cocktail in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, this kid's got some psychological issues he needs to sort out. Absolutely. Because that's a hazard to himself and others. It's time to investigate on um, on some further help for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, after the, the grandpa disappears and turns the man into a goblin. Uh, the family gets surrounded by the goblins and they're held hostage. Um, and then we're into the RV in, I think what is Anna's favorite scene? Because Beyond my favorite scene, Dan. It's B So Credence, scene. she is trying to seduce, um, Brent, who is another friend. Trying to or succeeding in seducing. Very easily succeeding in seducing Brent. Yes. So what she does is she has an ear of corn because that's what all the boys love. My corn, corn brings all the Brent. boys to the yard and they're like, it's better what than What a yours. big ear. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what the boys say. <laughs> uh. But Brent, no, he's not an Iowan. He doesn't just want regular corn. He prefers popcorn. But, like, can, you can't make popcorn from just a regular ear of corn, can you? Doesn't it have to be a special no. kind? Yeah, you have to grow a different kind of corn. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because they just brought in, like, the old steaming kind of corn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, when he says that, they immediately start making out through the corn. Hate it. Really gobbling and it. swallowing Trying it. to make some children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> but as they do, uh, whoever the one PA on the set was is standing next to the cameraman with a bucket of popcorn, just throwing Flailing, it on them. throwing it in there. You can, you can tell... Where he's standing and throwing it from. Mm -hmm. Because it's only coming from that direction. And it looks like it's being tossed underhand. From about three feet away. It's like they went uh, to the they... movie theater and got one of those giant bags from when the movie theater has leftover popcorn. Yeah. Oh. And they make out and they get covered in popcorn. My dream. Then... Ideal makeout situation. <laughs> so then we cut back and the family who are trapped in the house, um, they start to hold a seance to try to talk to Grandpa, get him Oh, God, this uh, movie gets wilder get and wilder with every second. It does. And I watched uh, it. And, and then he returns. Yes. He talks to them, and he's like, I can come back, but only for 10 minutes, unless you buy the premium subscription, yep. and then you have me for all time. Um, and... So he gives Joshua a bag containing the secret weapon to use against the goblins. Um, and the goblins, they break into the house. They take Joshua. Uh, it's very sad. 
It's very heart-wrenching. Joshua's being ripped away from his family. Wait, no, it's not. (laughs) They just take Joshua to Credence's chapel. um, And that's where he opens the bag. And he figures out what the secret weapon is. Anna, what's the weapon? Hang on, I have to check my notes. I feel like I'm (laughs) Oh, I thought this would be ingrained in your mind. No. I don't know if I have it in my notes. I don't have it in my notes. What is it, Dan? Well, fear not. I'm, I'm it not. It is a double-decker bologna oh sandwich. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, it's all <laughs> clear to me now because he said it was a double-decker bologna sandwich, but it had like 20 pieces of bologna on it. I was yes. like, double-decker, wouldn't that just be two slices? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be like one slice, a middle piece of yeah. bread, and then another slice? But it's not. It's literally just two pieces of bread with 20 pieces of bologna in between. It doesn't look like a double-decker bologna sandwich. It looks like somebody cut a quarter of a long salami oh. and just plopped it in the middle of two pieces of bread. Yeah. It's like, here, eat this. Okay, this is it's all coming together now because this is the point where I put in my notes. Is this movie vegan propaganda? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Oh. Well, I think it's anti-vegan it propaganda. It is anti-vegan. And it failed. It did fail. It was really bad at it. I know plenty of vegans, and also this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, I was like, the toxins, the toxins. Yeah. So, Joshua, he eats the sandwich. Everyone um, is shook. Yeah, and he touches the Stonehenge stone, um, and then he gets the rest of his family to touch the Stonehenge stone. So they kind of do the Cromwell magic thing where they all hold hands together and that's when they have all their power. Power of four, baby. Yeah, it banishes Credence and all the goblins. They are destroyed. Mermdered. Nah, nah. Hey, hey, bye-bye. And then the family get in the car and drive home. As though nothing has happened. Yeah. So don't worry. That's not the end, though. Oh, no, it's not. But wait, there's more. all good movies... All good movies end. All good horror movies end with one final scare. One final cliffhanger. One shining moment. And what happens is they get home. Mm-hmm. Um, the dad goes, I got to swing by the office. Because of course he does. So, he sounds like he's always grinding. Of course grinding. I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a dentist. He's always grinding your molars down. Yeah. Uh, and then the sister and the boyfriend they go to i assume have a child i don't know they go to make out Um, point (laughs) yeah Ooh. so that leaves joshua and the mom and they go home joshua's going to take a nap while the mom is going to take a shower yeah standard standard yeah sounds great um but the food that joshua's mother was eating when they got back it's been poisoned by the goblins. We're all gasping. We're all shook. Nobody saw this coming because the shower is definitely Joshua not sees the most this. vulnerable place in your home. Right. He sees this and he runs upstairs to his mom. But when he opens the shower, all that's there is some green slime. And we're all screaming. We're all screaming. Joshua turns around. He runs for his... He, he's saying mommy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees goblins in his house. And he screams... Roll credits. Oh, honestly, what a good ending. Truthfully, what a good ending. <laughs> it is. A, I, the ending is the best put together part of the movie. Yeah, like the ending is pretty solid. I mean, 
it has the makings of a scary movie ending, but it's still not scary. Yeah. But it, it's on its way, you know? Yeah. It makes logical sense. Yeah. I can see why it would be scary, you know? Yes. Like, it's it not works. at all. Because no, this movie's not scary. <laughs> no. Were you scared at all? At I was scared that this movie anything. got produced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared that somebody actively spent money on this film. <laughs> I was scared when I looked at the runtime and saw I was 35 minutes in. <laughs> like, this has been five hours of my hour life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. No, gosh. it was worse uh, so, than I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Um, some trivia about the movie. Uh, that I haven't mentioned before. Um, the So the director has said that the movie was supposed to be a comedy. Where? Please tell me. Please point out to me one this is funny to thing the, in this movie. Here's where I, I kind of believe him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he meant for the main family, any of that to be any comedy. Mm-hmm. But I think... The hanging with the boys section. Oh, that is written so over the top and so stupid that there's no way that anybody could have thought, yes, this is serious right here. This is a serious moment in the film. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Like they were supposed to be the comedic relief, but I don't yeah. think I, I still don't think I would have classified this movie as a comedy. I could have classified it as like like a scary movie with some comedic elements, you know, like yes. you could argue that Jordan Peele's movies are scary movies with comedic elements, mm-hmm. but like they're successful in doing so. Yes. They're good movies. Those are movies I enjoy watching. <laughs> um, I haven't seen us cause oh it was, it, the trailer looked too scary, but I, I love get out. I, get out's a yes, great movie. Get out's great. Let me tell you right now. I hope, I think Gage is asleep. If he comes out here and does the us voice, I'll kill him. I am so scared of the us voice. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Okay, yeah, I think he's sleeping. And, Sorry, okay, I was scared I heard asleep. him walking out. If he did it, I would literally scream so loud it would blow out the earphones. I hate it. Oh, God. It's mm-hmm. worse than when he does the Pet Cemetery Zelda voice. Oh, God. Those are the two <laughs> I hate the most. I love Pet Cemetery. Um, anyway. Yeah, so the the other trivia stuff is that in the original script, uh, Joshua stops the family from eating the food by making a scene, by basically jumping on a chair and yelling that he's possessed. He should have just, I would have just walked through the food, like stomped on it. Yeah, so, but the day of the shoot, the director turned to Joshua and said, possessed, boring, bullshit, you piss on the table. <laughs> That's the quote director really got me fucked up (laughs) okay um the movie okay it was made for around two hundred thousand dollars really in three weeks over the summer of 89 wait they finished them you you mean to tell me somebody edited this in sorry finished filming oh i was gonna say i was like yeah not on my watch it would have taken me a long time to edit this i would have been sitting here going oh oh my gosh the whole time (laughs) Uh, the cast, as I said, was all Utah locals who had no acting experience. Mm-hmm. They all thought they were going to be extras. Um, but there was only one member of the crew that spoke fluent English. Otherwise, they all spoke Italian. And the actors were only given 
a few pages of the script at a time. Oh, I would hate that. I would have hated that. And they weren't, they were told to stick word for word to the script. They weren't allowed to change it to make it any more fluid. So that's why it is written as it is. I'm exhausted. And why I am giving the benefit to the doubt here. That's why the performances uh, are, uh, are mahogany. Very wooden, very strong wood. Now, you know, I try to stand by the thought that a person who speaks another language fluently and also broken English, they're already <laughs> doing better than so many people who only speak one language. Absolutely. But, not to be judgmental, if you're going to make a film for Americans where the predominant language, not the national language, but the predominant language is English. Mm-hmm. Maybe get somebody who's fluent on hand just to give that the old once over one, two check to make sure it doesn't uh-huh. sound clunky. You know, if I, I, you know, I'm fluent in Spanish, but I'd probably still mm-hmm. have a native speaker look over something if I was going to write a movie in. Yeah. I mean, ideally it would be Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> but we're not do you know him? Uh, i'm i am uh manifesting it i got my pop funko of him over there he's my boy we'll oh, get there he's called a pop funko yeah my funko pop what are they called okay. pop funkos they're funko pops i've never they're heard it reverse pop funkos they're funko pops my figure of guillermo del okay. toro <laughs> My action figure. Like Jermo Del Toro action figure. Gage bought it for me. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fun. Um, let's see. What other trivia do I have? The Oh, so Diane, who is the mom, calls her husband Farmer Waits. Um, and then in the riff tracks of this movie, mm-hmm. um, the one of the guys... Start singing Old MacDonald Had a Farm as Tom Waits. <laughs> this movie's so weird. I, it is. Uh, I'm still not past the sing the song I like. It's row, row, row your boat. I know. It's, oh my gosh. Um, if you can hear that in the background, I don't know if you can. Uh, it it kind of sounds like somebody is rolling a lot of ping pong balls. Is it, is it Poppy? Yeah, my cat is playing with like 19 toys right outside the room. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> I love her. I haven't even met she's, her, but I love her. She's great. Oh. Um, I'll send you a picture if you want to put it on the Instagram. I absolutely so freaking do. Our her. number one fan, Miss Poppy Horst O'Keefe. Oh, Poppy is, Poppy is not our number one she's fan. She's not? Poppy has way too has well, way too highbrow taste. She's a cat. To listen to this podcast. If she was a dog, yeah. she'd be our number one fan. But she's a cat, so. Yeah. Uh, so, to wrap this up, so I never have to think about this movie. I think again. about it all the time. <laughs> it's all I think about. If you had to pick one actor, or one actor, best performance, most performance, whatever you want, real star of the film. Arnold. Arnold. Oh my gosh! There's no topping it. No topping it. It's the most iconic line of the film. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to give it to the mom. Okay. Uh, because she's having a constant Vietnam flashback yes. the entire time. She must have grown up in. Nim- oh. I just connected. Did she I, grow up in Nilbog? I don't want to tell you what I was thinking because it would be a spoiler for another movie. But yes, I think she did grow up in Nilbog. 
But I don't think she's a goblin. I don't know. What is that a spoiler for? I'm not telling you. You haven't seen okay. the movie. I'm not telling you. Is it a horror movie? Yes. Am I going to watch uh, it? Well, other people who are listening might, so I'm not going to tell you until after we're done. Okay, that's fine. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> not spoiling things. Not we today. We have never spoiled anything. Not today, Satan. Conclusion. Not today. Did you know that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time? Get out. That is old news, <laughs> my dude. Old um, news. Okay, so to give this movie on a scale of one, actually zero to five milks. Like the crusty weed gold milk? nail bog milks. What would you give it? Five. <laughs> I'm rating it in terms of bad movies. Because there's bad movies that I actually like, this is terrible, why am I watching it? And there's bad movies that I'm like, yes, give me more. I love it. Keep uh-huh. it coming. And I love this movie. Dan, I know you hate it. Dan, I know that you're mad yeah. that I made you watch it. I could not be more pleased. I, Truly. I'm happy. I'm so happy for you. I really am. Dan, it brings me for- immense joy to know that you suffered through this film. <laughs> In case you forgot, I'm an energy vampire. I No, I remember. Um, for reference, I gave The Room four and a half stars out of five. Yes. You can check my letterbox if you want to hold me to I that. I do want to hold you to that. I'll be checking later. Okay. I'm giving this a half. A half milk. And I love milk. A half milk? This is is on par with The Room. This is so much worse than The Room. This is so much worse. You're right. Not enough of the same exact sex scene over and over and over again. Yes. Not enough sexy music and not enough panning shots of bridges and San Francisco. Well, I'm sorry this movie took place in the country where they're hospitable, Dan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not enough panning shots of... Provo, Utah. I don't know what town they filmed this in. Some flat city in Utah. Yeah. Where there's absolutely zero mountains or mountainous rock formations. Yeah, and that's hard to do in Utah, Mm -hmm. which is mostly mountain. Mm -hmm. By the way, you should, when I'm an adult film star, my name will be mostly mountain. Ew! Damn, I did not (laughs) need to know that. Oh. Okay, is there anything else that you need to say? No, because I don't even want to back in the habit. I, I don't even want to <laughs> imagine forcing our favorite actors into this film. I think to do so would yeah, um, I don't disgrace either. them. But I really hope they cover this movie on or if they haven't yet, I don't know if they have or not, but I'd love to see a mystery science theater do this one or episode of this well, one. They did a they did a riff tracks, which is kind of similar. Mm. Um but yeah, it's like I would love Ugh. when we're able to have live events again next time. Uh-huh. Um, MTK three K M three. I try to be cool. Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> MST three K. There we go. That was really painful. Stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> next time they come to town, I'd really love it if they were like, today we're doing Troll Two. I'd be like. Hell yes. Uh, Let me settle into uh, this chair right here. <laughs> um, okay, that's it for Troll 2. Um, 
If you're still listening and you haven't gouged your ears out just from hearing about this or gouged your eyes out from being a, a really devoted fan and watching the movies that we review. Um, Couldn't be me. And you want to come back. You want to come back next week for our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we will be back with a guest. It's our friend Jackson Heyman. Uh, and we will be either talking about Zoolander or uh, Shaun of the Dead. I don't remember. And I need to clarify with him which oh, one he wants to do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we will have him on for the next three episodes. That'll be fun. He's fun. He is fun. Uh, I miss him. We were talking about yes, D&D. You... Not lately, but like a few months ago. I discovered that we both yeah. like D&D now. So. I like D&D. One of my characters is a goblin. What does your D&D stand for, Dan? I can tell that it does not stand for Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no, it stands for Dakarty B and De Megan the Stallion. Because yes! they make wow. Gobble me, swallow me, drip uh, down the side of me. Yes! <laughs> if, if you would like to gobble and swallow us, you can do so online. Yes, you can! On Twitter and Facebook at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at DanOkeefe86, on Instagram at DLRAR, and if you're really so inspired on Letterboxd at DLRAAR, if you really want to, you know, double check my ratings, yeah, I don't you know. you want to hold Dan uh, accountable? <laughs> yes, Hold me accountable, Anna. Where can they find you? Uh, you can hold me accountable on Instagram at anonymousprime818 <laughs> or on Twitter at Autobots Rollout, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. And if you really like the show, tell your friends. Yeah. Post about it on the internet. Share we our, love more people listening. Share our posts. Um, yes. I'm trying to post more memes. Sometimes I just forget. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, and if you're a very dedicated fan, and we only know if you're a dedicated fan because you're still listening an hour and a half in. Uh, <laughs> they didn't turn off the Troll 2 episode. Yeah. Only true there fans a listen. Facebook. <laughs> There's a Facebook page uh, if you want to discuss with similar um, mental patients who are big fans of the show called In Conclusion, The After Party. I have to say, created by a fan um, or a uh, uh, a Stockholm Syndrome sufferer. A top fan. Uh, Dan, she, yeah. <laughs> she's not a Stockholm Syndrome sufferer. She's invested. She was on the show. That, yeah, it was Anna Horst is the leader of the group. So join that if you want. Um, we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Same in conclusion time. Same in conclusion channel. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. In the meantime, stay safe. Have fun. If you see any green food, piss on it. Oh, bye bye. Should I have not drank this whole Sprite? I mean, it's not green inside. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>kitchen getting ready gage goes i don't cook and i went i don't clean but let me tell you i got this ring gobble me swallow me and he did not join in that's grounds for dumping grounds for dumping <laughs>